Hi, I'm Carly. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Welcome back to North Star Big Book. We are in episode 22. We are finishing We Agnostics, and hopefully we'll get into the next chapter a little bit of how it works. We are at one of my favorite pages in the big book. It's page 55, and it is where we find God or where to find a higher power. I love reading this part whenever I take somebody through the big book. Um, For the first three steps, I always bring them to this part because it's super clear. So basically, I'm at the first, the second real paragraph where it says actually, and I bracketed that paragraph, the next paragraph, and the next paragraph, and underlined the whole thing, or highlighted, or whatever you want to do. In big letters on the top of the paragraph, I wrote where to find God. Where to find God. It says... Actually, we were fooling ourselves, for deep down in every man, woman, and child is a fundamental idea of God. And above deep down, I wrote, it is within us. It is within us. I remember hearing a speaker say that it's so interesting that we always are looking for something, whether it's climbing a mountain or searching in a temple or going through different religions or finding different people and God, what we're looking for, that answer, that solution, that power is put in the last place we would ever look, which is within ourselves. The reason I couldn't feel the God within me is because I blocked myself off from that God at a very early age. And I continue to do that through my resentments and my fears and my dishonesty and my shame and my guilt and the stories I told myself. It may be obscured. The word obscured means blocked. So it may be blocked by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things. But in some form or other, it is there. For faith, remember what that means knowledge, in a power greater than ourselves, knowing about that power and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives are facts as old as man himself. We finally saw that faith, which is knowledge, in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. I underlined, sometimes we had to search fearlessly. And above that, I wrote, what we have to do. So search, when I can't find my cell phone, I don't send an inventory that I can't find my cell phone. I don't leave the house and say, oh, I'm so sad I can't find my cell phone. I wish I could have a better relationship with my cell phone. I search my house until I find it. I do not leave until I discover it because it is that important to me. Yet we can struggle with the relationship with God and we'll just be like complaining and blame it on, I feel disconnected. I don't feel anything, but we're not doing anything. We're not searching madly for that connection. And so they're telling me that one of the things I might have to do is to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. I underlined, we found the great reality deep down within us, and I circle within us. I wrote on the side, own personal God. So this is my own personal God. I talk about this a lot, that it's one of my favorite parts of our program that we don't even talk about very often in the rooms, that we get to believe in whatever we want to believe in. It's our own personal God. It's You know, when I went to college, I designed my own major because I didn't like any of the ones they offered. And I put together what I wanted it to be and I made it something that was really beautiful and amazing for me. And I've done that with my higher power and I've had to redo that often a number of times in my sobriety as life has showed up in my face. 
But it says in the last analysis, it is only there, and I double underlined and circled and starred, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. That means I cannot find God if I don't search within. And remember, this is the first 100 men and women, whenever they say the word we, we can only clear the ground a bit if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, which is one of the things we have to do, encourages you, and I put a star and underline search diligently within yourself. So they're telling me a number of times over and over, I have to search within myself. Then if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. I circled this next sentence. With this attitude, you cannot fail. They don't make any anything specific here. They're telling me I can't fail. That means in all areas of my life, if I have the attitude that I can find my higher power and I can have that partnership, I can't fail. It doesn't mean that hardships aren't going to come, but I'm not going to be alone anymore. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And I underwrote, underneath your belief, I wrote through the 12 steps. So through the 12 steps, I'm going to have this belief. I was always a searcher, a seeker. I just didn't know that that's what I was doing. I always wanted meaning. I always wanted connection. I just didn't know how to put it into words before. In this book, you will read the experience of a man who thought he was an atheist. His story is so interesting that some of it should be told now. His change of heart was dramatic, convincing, and moving. On the top of 56, our friend was a minister's son. He attended church school where he became rebellious at what he thought an overdose of religious education. For years thereafter, he was dogged by trouble and frustration, business failure, insanity, fatal illness, suicide. These calamities in his immediate family embittered and depressed him. Post-war disillusionment, evermore, I underlined serious alcoholism, I underlined impending mental and physical collapse, and I underlined brought him to the point of self-destruction, because that's alcoholism, the late-stage alcoholism. So this next paragraph I wrote next to it, 12-step call, because that's what we're going to be looking at. One night, I underlined when confined in a hospital, so that means he's been put there for help, He was approached by an alcoholic. I underlined who had known a spiritual experience. And I wrote next to that, recovered. If we've known a spiritual experience, that means we are someone who no longer is the same. We no longer physically need alcohol and we no longer believe the lie that we do. Our friend's gorge rose as he bitterly cried out, if there is a God, he certainly hasn't done anything for me. I underlined the next two sentences. But later alone in his room, he asked himself this question. Is it possible that all the religious people I have known are wrong? While pondering the answer, he felt as though he lived in hell. Then, like a thunderbolt, a great thought came. It crowded out all else. I underlined, who are you to say there is no God? And that's just a beautiful, simple question. Kind of like the question when we get to ask somebody that we're starting to work with and they're arguing about the work, and I can say to them, Are you currently getting results from what you're doing? And here's this one. Who are you to say there is no God? This man recounts that he tumbled out of bed to his knees. In a few seconds, he was overwhelmed by a conviction of the presence of God. I wrote on the side, spiritual experience. So this is not a spiritual awakening. This is a spiritual experience. It happened to him suddenly. And the word overwhelmed means changed. 
And you see the word presence is capitalized because he must have felt something. It poured over and through him with the certainty and majesty of a great tide at flood. The barriers he had built through the years were swept away. He stood in the presence of infinite power and love. He had stepped from bridge to shore. For the first time, I underlined, he lived in conscious companionship with his creator. And next to that, I wrote step 11. That's the goal of step 11 is a conscious companionship. I used to think it said constant companionship. And I was like, I've never experienced that. And it doesn't say that. It says conscious. That means to be awake and aware of it. So there are many times throughout the day where I don't remember that God is available to me. This was, thus was our friend's cornerstone fixed in place. No later vicissitude has shaken it, which means life trouble or life shifting. I underlined his alcoholic problem was taken away. Next to that, I wrote the word recovered. That very night, years ago, it disappeared. On the top of 57, I wrote 10th step promise. Save for a few brief moments of temptation. So when he's had a mental obsession, he's on a 10th step. The thought of a drink has never returned, and at such times a great revulsion has risen up in him. Seemingly he could not drink even if he would. I underlined, God had restored his sanity, and next to restored I wrote recovered. What is this but a miracle of healing? Yet its elements are simple. I under Above the word circumstances, I wrote the word step one. So step one made him... Willing, I underline willing to believe, and that's step two. Step one brought him to step two. And then I underline he humbly offered himself, which is step three. So that's one, two, and three. To his maker, then he knew. Even so, has I underlined God restored, and above restored, I wrote recovered. God restored to us all to our right minds. And above that, I wrote through the steps. So the reason, the pathway that God has restored me is through the steps. Because I begged God for help when I was using, but for me, my experience is a partnership, and I had to show up and do my work, and God gave me what I needed to do it. <clears throat> to this man, the revelation was sudden. Some of us grow grow into it more slowly, and above more slowly, I wrote the word awakening, because that's what we were talking about before. And then I underlined the next sentence and I put a star. It's a promise. But he has come to all who have honestly sought him. And that's a promise. That's all I have to be willing to do is honestly seek. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. I wrote this on the bottom. It's kind of long, so I'll repeat it a couple of times. Steps one and two, which we just went over in the last bunch of pages. Steps one and two are conclusions of the mind. Steps one and two are conclusions of the mind. Based on information, conclusions of the mind based on information presented to us, presented to us in the doctor's opinion, presented to us in the doctor's opinion, and the first four chapters. In the first four chapters. I'm going to read that sentence one more time. Steps one and two are conclusions of the mind based on information presented to us in the doctor's opinion in the first four chapters. And then I wrote, they are not working steps. There is no action. They are not working steps. And we're going to get on to the working steps. So we are on chapter five, how it works, page 58. 
When I first got sober in Athens, Ohio, they read how it works at every single meeting. They don't read it at every single meeting I go to now, um, but I can still, I was only sober in Athens, Ohio for about six months. I can still hear the voices. So some meetings are different than others. When they would read, when someone would read how it works at Athens, Ohio, the members would shout out throughout the reading, which it was like a, it felt like a country music thing. And I can still hear their voices. On the top of how it works, I wrote, on the top of the page, I wrote the word steps, and I wrote equals set of directions. So the steps are a set of directions, and then I I wrote a course of action. So if I follow these steps, this course of action, I'm going to get the result at the end that they promise, which is 12. I also wrote, don't get any change out of one, two, and three. Don't get any change out of one, two, and three. You can be excited about it for a moment. You can be, you know, kind of blown away by the decision. But if I don't follow it up with action in four through 12, it's going to just be this event. And then underneath the word chapter five, I wrote steps equals removal of mental obsession. Steps equals removal of mental obsession. So the steps are a set of direction, a course of action that will remove the mental obsession. And then it says how it works. I underline the first sentence and it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. And above our path, I wrote the word directions because that's what it used to say in the first printing. Then it says, those who do not recover are people, I underline, who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. So that tells me right there, I have to completely give myself to this program. Usually men and women who are, I underline, constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. So I wrote, on the side I wrote, honesty is super important, which is just something I need to remember, obviously. Honesty is super important. But what we're specifically talking about here, about being constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves, they're talking about someone who's a pathological liar, who has a mental condition where they literally lie. They're not making a decision to lie. That's just what they do. When I first was reading this, I thought, well, I'm constitutionally incapable of being honest with myself because I lie all the time. But I could tell the truth. They're literally talking about someone who's mentally handicapped in this area. <clears throat> and now they're going to say, in, re- in reference to them, there are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing. I underlined a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Above manner of living, I wrote way of life. Because our way of life demands rigorous honesty. And I wrote on the side, our new way of life demands this. Our new way of life demands this. And then it says their chances. So we're talking about still talking about the person who's mentally incapable of being honest. Their chances are less than average. Now they're talking about somebody else. This was me and is me when I don't take care of myself. There are those two also who suffer from, I underline in red, grave emotional, which is deadly emotional and mental disorders. I have both. So grave emotional and mental disorders. So we're talking about someone who has a mental disorder that can kill you or an emotional disorder that can kill you. 
but many of them do recover if they have the capacity. Capacity means ability, to be honest. We talked about capacity in the last chapter in We Agnostics. So when I read that, this is what happened to me when I was newly sober and I wasn't doing the work. I became depressed because I have anxiety that was untreated. I have alcoholism that was untreated. I was treating my alcoholism. My untreated alcoholism was being treated with not drinking, going to meetings, which did not help it at all. And I also believed the lie because my mental obsession told me that because I was not on the right medication and because I didn't find the right therapist and because I'm trying to be sober that no one in A can understand what I'm going through and they're all so happy all the time and none of them will get it and I wanted to not go to A anymore. It was the only time in my whole sobriety I ever considered not going to meetings anymore. And I remember hearing this being read at a meeting and I, I understood it and I heard it in a different way than I ever heard it before, which is they're talking to me. I have this. I have a disorder that's emotional and mental. And they're telling me I can recover under one circumstance. If I'm able to be honest. And for me, that was a game changer. I bracketed the next paragraph and I wrote on the side the word we and I wrote inside stuff. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened and what we are like now. They're not talking about what we used to do and all of our stories. We want to know what we used to be like, what we were like when we were trying to drink on our own, what happened to us, and what are we like now that we're living a sober life. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length, so they're telling me right now I have to go to any length, then you are ready to take, I underlined certain steps, and above certain steps I wrote follow directions because that's what it used to say. Then you are ready to follow directions. I'm only ready to follow directions in my life when I've tried to not do it with the directions. At some of these, we balked. So they're saying, and the first 100 men and women are saying, look, at some of the steps and then some of the directions, we balked too. We were like, I don't want to do that. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, which I tried. But we could not, which they couldn't either. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg you, beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on our to our old ideas. I circled our old ideas. My biggest old idea that I wrote on the side was never trust anyone. That was my number one rule to live by. And if that was how I felt, then I was going to hold on to that in AA. And, and they told me in sobriety that I had to let that go because if I didn't wasn't willing to trust at least one person, I was never going to make it. I underlined the result was nil, which nil means nothing, until we let go absolutely. So basically they're telling me I get nothing until I let go absolutely. So they're telling me right here, I have to let go absolutely of my old ideas. Remember that we deal with alcohol, I underlined in red, cunning, baffling, powerful. With, and I underlined then, without help, I underlined in red, it is too much for us. And that's what brought me to my knees and brought me to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous more than one time, was on my own, it was too much for me. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. I underlined, may you find him now. We just identified on page 55 how to find God. And the way that we find God is we have to search within ourselves, which means I have to remove what is blocking me from my own higher power. I underlined, half measures availed us. And in red, I underlined nothing. We stood at the turning point. The turning point is 
Do I want to keep going the way I'm going to go and die? Or do I want to try this new way and live? We asked. I underlined the word asked. And I wrote on the side, asking for help. His protection and care, I underlined with complete abandon. And I wrote next to that, total surrender. Complete abandon. On the top of 59, I wrote, clean up the past and learn how to inventory. Clean up the past and learn how to inventory. And then in parentheses, I wrote four through nine. That's the point of four through nine. Four through nine is the big unblocking. Ten and eleven are where I take what I learned in four through nine, I apply it in my daily life, and I keep my hallway clear so I never ever get blocked off again. Here are the steps we took. That's the first 100 men and women, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I underline a program of recovery. Here's what I want to make really clear. I've talked about this before, but I just want to make it really clear. We took means the first 100 men and women are saying to the alcoholic, here is what we did. These are the steps that we took. This program of recovery, which is the steps, is our suggestion. If you want a program of recovery, this is our suggestion. We don't have another one. Remember, there is a solution. is just A, not many. So the steps are not part of the program that are suggested. The What they're saying here is we suggest this as our program of recovery. Our program of recovery is the steps. There is no option B. You can't do the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and not work at the steps. They are one and the same. So... I broke the steps up, and we're going to go through it together. So it says, step one, and I circle the word we, which was the most uncomfortable word for me to have to come to terms with between my head and my heart, to understand the we of the program, which meant I had to let somebody in, which was terrifying. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. And red, I underlined powerless and unmanageable. I wrote on the side, we do this together others before me we do this together others before me so there were others that went before me I don't have to do this alone if I don't want to and I always tell that to new girls you never have to do anything alone ever again unless you want to and there are others that have done this before us so if you're going to go through something that's hard and I haven't been through it let me help you find someone that has we don't have to recreate this And I wrote on the side, doomed to an alcoholic death. So with the information of step one, just step one, the only only answer is that I'm doomed to an alcoholic death. So I made a big line in between step one and step two to separate it because they're very, very separate. Step one is about being powerless over the physical allergy and the mental obsession. And because of that, my life is unmanageable. But I have to understand what the powerless means, which is why we went into such great detail about the physical allergy and the mental obsession. Then it says step two. And on the side I wrote willingness to believe. Step two is about willingness to believe. And I underlined the words came to believe. So I had to come to meetings in order to believe. Came to believe that a power, I circled the word power, greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity and they're talking about the sanity when it comes to alcohol where alcohol is involved i'm insane which means i cannot see the whole picture which is why i keep trying to put it in my body then i made a big line in between two and three and then on the side of three i wrote decision implies further action 
Decision implies further action. Three says made a decision, which implies further action, to turn our will, I underline the word will, and above it I wrote thoughts, and our lives, I underline the word lives, and I wrote actions. So I made a decision that implies further action to turn my thinking and my action over to the care of God as we understood him. And then I made a big line underneath three, and I kept four through nine all together. So I made my next big separation underneath nine, because four through nine are like a package deal. It's like when I say to a girl, when I'm taking her through the first three steps, I say, look, if you really want to do this, you need to really think about it and understand what it's going to entail. And I give her like a 10-minute like intro of what's going to happen after we do this step three tonight because I want her to know what I'm expecting of her and what she's going to need to do because it's a lot of work. Um, on the side of four through nine, I wrote further action. And then I wrote the, the numbers four through nine. Further action, four through nine, in which in which we turn our will over and change. Further action, four through nine, in which we turn our will over and change. Our will is my thinking and change in my actions. Step four says, made a searching and fearless moral inventory, and I underlined of ourselves, not of other people. Five is admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. I underline our wrongs. It doesn't say my mom's wrongs. Six and seven, I kind of bracketed on the side together because they are connected. And I wrote on the side, changing steps. These are the ones where we start to change. Four and five, we're identifying the problem. And we're going to be able to, with the help of a guy that knows how to do this, see it from a completely different angle than we've ever seen it before. And after the fifth step, we do our hour because we've seen something we've never seen before. And we go in and talk to our higher power. And we don't want to be like that anymore. And then in six and seven... That's when we start to change because we ask our higher power for help and we start to put the principles of what's inside of 6 and 7 into our daily life of 10, 11, and 12. <clears throat> we're entirely ready. I underline the word ready. That's the key word in that one and we're going to go over that in great detail when we get to it. To have God remove all these defects of character because they're blocking me from God. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. If anyone ever asks you what the difference between defects of character and shortcomings is, there isn't. He just didn't like to use the same phrases. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. I underlined to make amends. And above it I wrote the word complete. Nine says made direct amends. I underlined the word direct and I wrote on the side face to face. So wherever I'm capable of, I need to make my amends directly face to face. And because of modern technology... Some of us have done it um, on FaceTime or Skype and have done it eyeball to eyeball, which is super uncomfortable. What we want to do is write a letter and send it and never look at somebody or send an email or send a text. But that's not what the book tells me to do. Made direct amends to such people. I underline the words wherever possible. And I wrote on the side when to make amends. So if you want to know when to make amends, the book says wherever possible. And then I bracketed except when to do so would injure them or others. And I wrote when not to. It does not say except when to do so would injure you or others. It says them or others. I hear a lot of girls sometimes will come up to me and they'll be like, I don't think I should make this amends because I think it's really going to bring up something for me and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be harmful to me. And I'm like, this isn't about you. This is about you clearing up your side of the street so you can go to before your maker and say, you know what, I finally did the work I needed to do. This isn't about you. You already know what the problem is. Step 10 I underlined um, after 10 before 11 to separate it. I wrote on the side constant vigilance, constant vigilance. And I wrote the word, I wrote the numbers 24-7.
So the, um, we were supposed to do step 10 24-7, which I did not do until I was 13 years sober, which is why I had to do a fourth step every year and a half. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. I wrote, next to admitted it, I wrote grow, and I also wrote on the side, cannot stay the same. This step 10 is a growth step, and you cannot stay the same if you keep doing it. Next to step 11, I wrote the words constant contact. Constant contact. I wrote on the bottom, 11th, so 11th step is about me seeking a stronger connection. 11th step is about me seeking a stronger connection. I underline the word me. It doesn't say God's going to seek the stronger connection. God wants the relationship. It's about me. I underline the word sought. So that means I'm looking for something. That means I'm a, I'm a seeker. So even after step, even at step 11, after doing all that work, I'm still going to be looking for this. Sought through prayer and meditation. So these are the two tools I'm going to use. We're going to get into great detail about that. To improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying, I circle the word only, for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And then on the top of 60, I um, have step 12, and I made an underline after 12, and it says, having had, I underline the word had, so it's already happened. 1 through 11 results in a spiritual awakening or a spiritual experience. Having had a spiritual awakening, I underlined as the result of these steps, I wrote on the top, mental obsession is removed. So as a result of 1 through 11, the mental obsession is removed. I also wrote on the side, promised if work 1 through 11, and then I underlined the word if. So this is promised to me if I do 1 through 11. And then it says, we tried, which doesn't mean we were successful at it or not, we tried to carry, not shove, I underline carry this message. I circled the word this, and the message they're talking about is 1 through 11. To carry this message to alcoholics, I wrote on the side, constant work with others. It's not like once a year or once a month or on my home group. I underline, and to practice these principles in all our affairs, and I wrote on the side, 24-7. And we're going to stop there. Next week, we'll start right up onto the top of 60. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you have an amazing week. It's totally up to you.